Now in 2020, there was a moratorium on all RMDs required minimum distribution, so none of them had to be made or taken. But if you don't take that required minimum distribution, guess what the penalty is? 50%. 50, the largest penalty in the U.S. tax code, and it's on seniors. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what shape you're in now. Last week, Ed did a webinar on smart retirement tax. This is a webinar that focused on smart strategies for those individuals entering into retirement. Is it possible to position your assets to pay fewer or no taxes in retirement? Some say yes. Some say, I don't know. I say yes. <laughs> How do you protect yourself from rising taxes? And what is this all about 2025? Ed Sedell is here to help us untangle the complicated nonsense that taxes sometimes can be or always The are. web of craziness, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and, and it is. Um, all right, so let, let's set the stage first. So um, we have debt. Okay. Our national debt um, has increased significantly. Obviously, 2020, we, uh, and, and through 2021, we just added, you know, another oh almost $6 trillion. So we're, we're pushing $30 trillion in, in national debt. And that doesn't even include the unfunded liabilities. So what are unfunded liabilities? Uh, Businesses, business owners like us, we have one set of books. Uncle Sam has two, all right? The one that they report on, which is, an, and, and then the unfunded liability. So an unfunded liability is a mortgage, all right? So think of it that way. So most people, if you buy a $250,000 home, $350,000, whatever it is, you're getting a mortgage for, you know, 60, 70, 80% of that because you don't have the full amount to pay for it in cash. Okay, so you owe that to the bank. That's an unfunded liability because you don't have the money sitting there to cover it. Does yes. that make sense? Yep. Okay. So the unfunded liabilities for, for America, the U.S., it's, take a guess what they are. Uh, I would have to say Social Security. Yeah, Social Security. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Pensions, yep. uh, government pensions. Yeah, government pensions are definitely up there now, but... What about Medicare? Medicare. Oh, yeah. Bang. Right. Yeah. And and so really, those are the 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 three biggest. Okay. Social Security, Medicare, and you know government pensions, uh, and and those are really really big numbers. And it used to be when you, we were always taught growing up, 
get a deduction now. Put money away pre-tax in your your IRA, 401k, 403b, 457. Let it grow tax deferred and then take it out uh, and pay the tax on it then because when you retire, you're not going to be making as much money. You're going to be in a lower uh, tax bracket. And so it's going to wind up saving you money long term. Well, that's conventional financial wisdom. Well, that's gone out the window. And the reason I say that is... Let's go all the way back to, to 2008. So 2008, David Walker. So he was the U.S. controller general, kind of like the CPA for the country, mm-hmm. if you will. So under both uh, Bush and Clinton. So he's agnostic when it comes to politics. And he said that, you know, regardless of what politicians tell you, any additional accumulations of debt are basically deferred tax increases. That is so very important. Yes. And when did he say that? He said that in 2008. Okay. That is really important because that was also the same time that the CBO, Congressional Budgetary Office, came out with a quote that said, if Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid go unchanged, the rate for the lowest tax bracket would have to increase from 10% to 25%. The tax rate on incomes in the current 25% tax bracket would have to, to increase to 63%. Wow. And the tax rate, okay, of the highest tax bracket would be raised from 35 to 88%. Think about that. Now, what was the national debt back then? Oh, my gosh. Was it somewhere in the teens? Uh, <laughs> I don't, 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 I don't no, know. No. Are you ready? It was, it was not, it was right at $8 trillion. Oh my gosh. $8 trillion. Okay. Now that's important because when I, I, when I teach classes and we, we talk about this all the time, people say, oh my gosh, that'll never happen. It, you know, that's, it's never going to get to that point. It already did. All right. It, I mean, this, that, those were the tax rates um, in, in the sixties from 60 to 63. So we were already there once. And when we look at what the national debt is right now, so we're we're in the spring of 2021. Um, the the current administration just signed another 1.9 trillion dollars. Um, that's under Biden. Under um, Trump last year, it was three trillion. And so we're pushing 30 trillion dollars and in 2021. So we're, we're looking at about 13 years or 12 years where we went from. $8 trillion to, to $30 trillion. So you tell me, which way are taxes going, up or down? They're, yeah. Right? But, you know, we've become so callous to watching that number climb. I don't think that the average everyday person that, you know, is not an economist or is even, like, they're not even digesting the fact that that number has gotten so high and what we need to do to get that paid off. Because, again, it is something where people see that as, not part of their overall responsibility. I, at least that's the, the, it just doesn't seem to even it's not affect. Computing. It doesn't even seem to affect. Yeah. I, so. Well, and, and you know, and if we really look at it, we break it down just to put everything in perspective. America's biggest expenses, right? We, we already talked about the unfunded liability. So you have social security. That's number one. Number two is Medicare. Number three is Medicaid. And number four is interest on the national debt. Now, okay, so that's number four. That's a big deal because where are rates, interest rates right now? Mm-hmm. They're basically at zero. zero. Thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so if if rates go up one percent or two percent or three percent, the interest that we're carrying on the national debt 
is going to really skyrocket to number one. So right now we're paying approximately 78 cents of every dollar. Well, well, this is from 2018. So the reports, they we haven't gotten those. It's about two years behind. 2018, 78 cents of every tax dollar was, was covering those four items. They were estimating by 2021, by this year, all right, there is only going to be eight cents of every tax dollar left to fund every other program, uh, border security, disaster relief, IRS. <laughs> we don't really, you know, I mean, think about that. Um, NASA, Army, Air Force, Navy, FEMA, uh, the CDC, food stamps, Coast Guard, State Department, Congress. Um, well, yeah, I think they shouldn't be paid anyways because they don't work. Um, <laughs> FBI, CIA, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. So at some point, you know, right now, ta- I mean, taxes are going to have to go up. Yeah. Okay. It, to, to be So how do we do that? And what does that look like as far as those that are entering into retirement, having some kind of plan in play? Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing. Um, you know, we talk about the magical ages when it comes to retirement. So the first magical age is 59 and a half. Why is that a magical age? Because that's the earliest that you can start withdrawing on your pre-tax retirement uh, without the early withdrawal penalty of, of 10%. Okay. The second magical age, there's actually two now. Uh, it used to be 70 and a half until they passed the SECURE Act, uh, which will may be a topic for another day. That's when Uncle Sam says, show me the money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've deferred your taxes long enough. It, it's I want my money. And so they have a scheduled payout that each and every year, you know, at, at 70 and a half, um, it is uh, about 3.65%. If you are not 70 and a half prior to January 1st of 2020, now your RMDs required minimum distributions don't have to come out until you're age 72. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it, it jumps to just shy of about 4%. So, you know, we'll just say it's about 4%. But the older you are, the more it goes up. Goes up. And it's based on your, your pre-tax retirement account balance of December 31st of the previous year. Now, in 2020, there was a moratorium on all RMDs required minimum distribution, so none of them had to be made or taken. But if you don't take that required minimum distribution, guess what the penalty is? 50%. 50, the largest penalty <laughs> in the U.S. tax code, and it's on seniors. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? So when you're looking at the RMDs, because you have to take that money out, whether you want to or not, whether you need to or not, you have to pull it out. And, you know, when we're meeting with, uh, we met with a young lady, um, uh, widowed, and we're looking at the RMDs that she has to take out. And now all of a sudden, it, it creates this huge spike in taxes. And I'm not just talking about on ordinary income, because now 85% of her Social Security is going to be taxed. And now she's subject to the means-based testing, which is, uh, you can't really call it, you're not allowed to call it a tax. It's a premium adjustment charge in your Medicare B, C, and D. It's, it's basically, you're being penalized because you saved the wrong way. So now 85% of Social Security is being taxed. You're paying extra on your premiums for Medicare B, C, and D. But if you plan the right way in that sweet spot between 59 and a half and 72, you can get rid of those by doing Roth conversions um, and, and maybe even thinking outside the box. You know, doing uh, uh, this young lady had charitable inclinations. You know, she gives about $15,000 a year away to her church and a local, you know, rescue charity. And what we had looked at, because she had to take out about $20,000 a year out of her pre-tax retirement, 
And we decided to do a qualified charitable distribution. And it came directly out of our IRA to fund the church and to the charity, so it never touched her hands. And because it never touched her hands, she never got taxed on it, and it didn't count against her income. But the IRS still qualified it as part of her required minimum distribution. Now, she did pull out the other 5000 which she got taxed on. So what did that do? Just by kind of changing things and rearranging the puzzle, it limited her taxes on her Social Security and eliminated the, the taxes on her Medicare B, C, and D. Now, going forward, you know, what we help our clients do is decide when they want to pay taxes and how much they want to pay taxes. Well, that's what I was going to reference before. We're talking, one thing is about tax planning, and the other thing is referencing just preparing your taxes. You make a big point. Everybody is involved in preparing their taxes, you but that to, is not yeah. part of tax planning. And that is a is kind of one of those key things that I think you mentioned throughout the webinar and in several of your other seminars that you've done is to focus on being proactive about what that looks like, planning your taxes. How how do those puzzle pieces fit together? Yeah. And, and, you know, tax planning isn't on tax day, you know, yeah, writing okay. a check yeah. for $7,000 in your IRA. That's better than nothing. But tax planning is looking at your previous tax years and going all the way forward until this tax code ends so that you can actually put together a plan so you know each and every year how much you can convert into a Roth. Yeah, look, Uncle Sam is getting their money. All right. You, you know, you just have to decide when you want to pay it. All right. And how much you want to pay, you know, do it on your schedule and not theirs and do it while taxes are low, because right now taxes are lower, you know, and take that money out now. And this has a direct effect on the Secure Act, too, because the Secure Act, what it did was anytime Uncle Sam throws us a bone, they always take something away. The bone that they gave us was yeah, we we were able to delay our required minimum distributions from 70 and a half to 72, an extra 18 months. But what they took away was our ability to. When we pass on our IRAs to our non-spouses, so for you and me, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I were to pass away first and, and leave you my my IRA, it's yours. It's mine. And then you can take it out over your lifetime. But, you know, if if we both pass away and we leave it to our kids, it used to be you could stretch it out. And we the, would be called a stretch IRA. You could stretch it out over your lifetime. And that's important because it would continue to grow, would keep taxes low. But now under the SECURE Act, Uncle Sam said, no, 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 nope, can't do that anymore. You have to take it out by the end of 10 years. So if if you have, you know, children, um, grandchildren that are, you know, income producing and, you know, it's saving 500000 in a pre-tax or a million dollars, it's not that hard to do anymore. Now, all of a sudden, that gets added to the top line on their income, and it could throw them into a much higher tax bracket. Uh, so they're going to wind up getting pennies on the dollar. But if you convert that into a Roth, a couple things happen. You know, Number one, there's no required minimum distribution because you're paying in the taxes now at a much lower rate. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that it's going to continue to grow tax deferred. And when all that money comes out, it's 100% tax free. And because when it comes out, it's tax free. When you pass it on to your kids and grandkids, your non-spouse, uh, the SECURE Act doesn't come into play. They do not have to take out those required minimum distributions either. So that, you know, from a planning standpoint, that's a pretty important tool. 
Absolutely. So 2025, still the magical age that we're looking at right now is for when those tax, new tax laws will sunset at that stage. But we, we don't know what we don't know, which a new administration, those, those deadlines could change, correct? Yeah. I mean, there, there is that legislative risk. And, and that's why doing the planning is so important, because you want to do it um, so that it fits your schedule so that you know what those taxes are and, it, and it's part of your overall planning process. Well, I think you're going right back to where we always go back to, and that is the retirement fitness plan, bringing things back into a plan. We need a plan, um, whether it's tax planning or where your income's going to come from, your cash flow, all of those things revert back to the retirement fitness plan. Yep, because when things go bad in life, as they sometimes do, which we've all experienced here over the last you know year, year and a half, you need to know what to do next. You need to take all the emotion out of the decision-making process and be comfortable, you know, and, and knowing no matter the situation that answer those questions, right, that we all have. That's you know, right. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. So if you have questions or if you would like to get um, some time on the phone with Ed, our phone number here at the office is 614-526-4118. Check us out on our website at www.egsifinancial.com or you can email us at info at egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Leanne. Hey, when was the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.